Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Give me a high sigh. Mm. We are <laughs> a little late for last week, but that's fine. We're here. Look, I'm not going to keep mentioning it. I'm about to you say, guys know what's good. It is what it is. We love you. We will come when we see you. <laughs> um, don't come on my page fussing me out about no case. As I just told you. I'm not going to care. To <laughs> I know. I saw <laughs> I'm not going to care. <laughs> She's going to direct you right back to me. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, today's case is a Halloween case, actually. It hey. happened on Halloween. And I kind of got my timing off because Halloween was early in the week last week, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. We can still do it. We still want to hear it. I wrote it. We're doing it. All right. And shout out to the person that we're covering because he deserves this recognition. Shout out to the person that we're recovering. That we're covering. That we're covering. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Is he alive? Kristen, just wait. Okay. No, he's not. Oh. Okay. Sister, are you ready? Let's get into it. Let's get started. Every year, I like to choose a case that involves Halloween night in some way, and this year is no different. Usually, I choose multiple to cover, but this time, I wanted to focus on one unsolved murder. So join us as we discuss the murder of Cecil M. Jones III. Hmm. Poor Cecil. Unsolved. Yeah, it really fucking sucks. These ones sucks. You used to never like to do these. Still hate them. Okay. But it's selfish of me. The reason that I hate them is selfish. Why? Because I don't like open-ended things. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened and then mm-hmm. be able to sleep at night. But cases like this, murder is still out in the street. No one knows. Maybe they're dead. Hopefully so. So we're going straight in. Okay. I'm about to dive in. Oh. <laughs> He's also a predator. We hate him now. Who He's was disgusting. that? Usher? Trey Songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing, John Snow. Okay. I'm about to say what happened to Usher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trey Song has always been gross. He's been the creepazoid. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Because we're sad, just so you know. On Sunday, October 31st, 2004, almost a decade ago, holy shit, we're old. Halloween night at around 8.30 p.m., 18-year-old Cecil Lopes left his grandmother's Ash Street apartment in New Bedford, Massachusetts, Mm. and headed toward the United Front Housing Project to visit some of his friends. Okay, Mm -hmm. in the projects. Mm -hmm. Period. There was a crowd of young adults standing on Chancery Street near Kempton Street, And that's when Cecil decided to stop walking and briefly had a conversation with a man on a bike. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seconds later, shots rang out from a car driving past. Come on. Typical drive-through. Drive-by. Drive-by, yes. Three shots rang out, to be exact, and one bullet hit the wall, and the second shot, unfortunately, hit Cecil in the head, and he died instantly. Golly. Didn't have a 
freaking chance. Were they even freaking aiming for Cecil? Well, that's a question that is going to be coming up in this case. I was wondering. I didn't know. But it's possible. But with that type of stuff, you're driving. How do you know? How are you knowing who's are you gunning a for you? Are you that damn good? Right. The car's moving and you're shooting someone and you hit them in the head. Like, that is either luck or skill. Or you was right up on the dude. Like, I'm talking about he was on the sidewalk. <laughs> you were and like. you came straight up next to him. Right. On mm-hmm. the curb, basically. But there were other people around, remember. So I'm like, for no one else to have gotten hit. Bike dude didn't get hit. Luck or skill. Oh. Oh, Cecil. Yep. Is this Cecil? Yep, that's Cecil. Oh, he's a little cutie. He's adorbs. Our heart is hurting. Rest in peace, Cecil. Rest in peace, Cecil. Like, that really sucks, though, because it's like if you live in the projects or you have people in the projects, right, do you choose not to go in the projects because you know the danger factor increases erratically when you go? Mm-hmm. Or do you choose to say, F it, danger is everywhere, and you go and you hang out with your homeboys? I think if they're your friends, you're going to take the risk, right? You're not going to be like, oh, come to my side of town because fuck your side of town. Because <laughs> then they're going to be like, well, what's wrong with my side of town? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they know what's wrong with their side of town. But at the same time, it's like, that's not fair. Like, yeah. you shouldn't have to avoid Certain going to areas. your friend's house yeah. because, you know, it may be the smarter thing to do, but it's still not fair. It's not fair, Kristen. But is life fair? Nah. Not in the slightest, bitch. Nah. Because if it was, Cecil would still be here. Now, you may be saying... Oh, my God. Rest in peace to Cecil. That's terrible. Heartbreaking. Who is he? Who right. Was he? Right. Were they gunning for him? What happened? Great question. Well, Cecil was born and raised in New Bedford, and his parents were Cheryl Andrews and Cecil Lopes Jr. Mm. And Cecil was one of seven children. Dang. Yeah. Not entirely sure if it was just if his parents were together the whole time or whatever. But right. he or had, Papa was a rolling stone. Yeah. He had a, a village. Mm-hmm. He graduated from New Bedford High School. Shout out to the Whalers. Okay, Whalers. Because I looked up their mascot. What's that? A whale? Whalers are like people that hunt whales. Oh, yeah. bump you. The, the actual whalers suck, but like. I'm about to say. This is the history of Massachusetts. It's a whole thing. Oh, okay. And he played football there and had plans on going to college to play. Oh, Cecil. Mm-hmm. What were you, a running back? We don't know. I don't know. Wide receiver? Kristen, I don't know. But he did it. He did. He went to the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Where he enrolled majoring in business. Oh, Cecil. Yeah. So he was aware of like, I'm going to do my football, but I also got to have something that I could, you know, make some money off of Period. when I get out of here. Period. Which business degrees are like becoming more useless and <laughs> more useless, but it's fine. That's facts. Because all the entrepreneurs now, they don't go to school. They didn't go to school. Yeah. According to his obituary, he absolutely loved playing football. He was really good at it mm-hmm. and had dreams of making it to the NFL. Period. Love that for him. And when he wasn't playing football or doing his schoolwork, he was blasting music, mm-hmm. hanging out with his friends, and playing PlayStation 2. Oh, the PS2. I remember <laughs> the days. Let's say that shows how old we are mm-hmm. or how long ago this case happened. Mm-hmm. Cecil used to love to put that shit on. You did. He, like, was a sneakerhead for real, for real. Oh, okay. And literally, in his obituary, it said, like, if he had a pair of sneakers, he had to have the outfit to completely match. Period. He didn't come to play. He was stepping out. Like, I'm going to get me some shoes and a t-shirt. Right. Shoes and a (laughs) t-shirt. Rinse, repeat. Exactly. But he was stylish. Shout out to you, Cecil. Shout out, Cecil. Cecil. But besides that, (laughs) Cecil was known for his, quote, sweet penetrating smile his manners and his integrity don't play with me 
See, so sounds like a great guy. You could have took me out on a date. I'm a little say, skinny for my preference, but you could have took me out. So when I read about like young men now, since I have a son myself, whoa, I just be like, you know, would I be proud if Kate? turned out to be like that type of person mm-hmm. you know and from what i'm hearing about cecil and for how his family described him and people close to him i wouldn't mind if kate was like cecil the fact that you just said because i have a son right now almost made me cry i can't believe it i'm an auntie <laughs> okay of a growing young man it's been two months and we it still hasn't sunk in for either one of, of us of course so not well. not until he's like doing things right Again, rest in peace to Cecil. Rest in peace, Cecil. You were somebody's son. Mm-hmm. When it came to investigating Cecil's death, the police were basically asked out. Mm. Although they had witnesses to the murder and saw the car that fired the shots, mm-hmm. it didn't lead them to an arrest and definitely not a conviction. So a year had passed and Cecil's murder was still unsolved. Okay. This is the point in the case where I started to wonder if Cecil was the real target. That part. Anyway, which we talked about already. Right. Because... Shooting at a crowd of people will never guarantee that you actually hit the person that you want and the person that you hit isn't innocent. Right, because mm-hmm. they must have did something to have you roll up on them. Mm-hmm. But with Cecil, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he was the person that was intended to get got, what did he do? Right, and we're going to kind of get to the possibilities. But I was just basically saying that to say I hope the police were looking at both possibilities like the possibility that he wasn't the target and the possibility that he was because maybe they were just missing something that was that could have helped push them in the right direction yeah but at the end of the day this is the type of neighborhood and community that they're not going to talk to the cops they're not telling you anything. no they're not telling you a damn thing you know somebody out there knew who did it and we're gonna get to that Mm -hmm. less than one year later 31 year old dana hayward was shot to death at Monty Park on July 4, 2005. Whoa. Yeah, we're taking a whole shift. But say, I did not expect this to be a multi-murder. Oh, yeah, it is. No. Mm-hmm. Dana. It's Dana's murder is connected to Cecil's. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's bad. That's Dana? Yes, this is Dana. Girl. What, Kristen? thought that was a woman. Oh. Dana is a man, y'all. Yeah, Dana's a man. If you're on Patreon, you see him. <laughs> uh, I, was about to, I, you about to say, I was about to say, Kristen, not too much on Dana. <laughs> Dana's not with us anymore. Be respectful. Of course. So I didn't know what was coming. No. He had been shot 15 times. Yeah. What the heck, Kayla? Mm-hmm. In the park? Yes, in Monty Park. What the heck did Dana do? Dana looks scared. At the time of his death, he was working as a longshoreman on the New Bedford waterfront and was a member of the South Central Neighborhood Association and was in the process of forming the Citywide Neighborhood Alliance. Aw, so he was active. Girl, focused on making that area safer. This is what I hate. Mm -hmm. I hate when black men that are trying to do something good for their community, Mm. not everybody named mama, their own. Mm -hmm. They're probably what? Hunted down and killed by, I'm betting you it's another black man. Oh, we're going to get tweet. If it's not, I'm shocked. Right. He also created the Dana Hayward Basketball League for the youth to stop violence in Monty Park. Which is so fucking ironic because he loses his life in fucking Monty Park. That's whack. So sad. That's mad whack. Whoever did this, y'all are pieces of crap. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope you get caught. Oh, wait. You did. Oh, you? Oh, they did? Spoiler alert. Oh, period. I thought this was going to be like just a completely 
open ass ended case. No. Thank God. And Dana knew all about the gangs like in the area. He wanted because, you know, he's coming from a place of like, I grew up out here. Mm -hmm. I saw what was going on. I still see what's going on Mm -hmm. to this day. And I want to give these kids an escape. He was focused on making sure that the kids had at least an option to not go down that path, Mm -hmm. which is amazing beautiful shout out to you dana yeah give back to your community period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he was familiar with the area and he wasn't necessarily a member like of a gang but i don't want to say he was gang affiliated but he had an idea of you know yeah he probably had cousins brothers old friends uncles he probably was like that person who could hang out with folks but they know he's not affiliated but they got their back if he ever needed them right he had an idea of possibly what was going on in the area and he had also spent some time in jail himself before he changed his life around okay dana what'd you get into Uh, i think we're gonna get to it his murder would go unsolved for four whole years until police received enough evidence to charge the men responsible. Received evidence. Well, hmm. yeah, they did receive it. We're going to get to it. Okay, because you dropped a lot of foreshadows. Mm-hmm. This was due to a secretly recorded conversation from inside the Bristol County Jailhouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. The person that provided the recording of this conversation and was also part of it, like of the conversation, was a gang member who was in jail at the time for shooting someone and previously lying under oath. Oh, so he was facing perjury. Some... <laughs> yes, Kristen <laughs> <laughs> So he was facing some real shit, some real time. Yeah. And on this recording, 24-year-old John Burgess Jr. You see him. Okay, John. Can be heard confessing and taking credit for the murder of Dana Hayward. John. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? Who, mm-hmm. what are, don't even matter what you are because you look Samoan. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? He described how he and William Buddha Payne Jr., he goes by Buddha. Okay. His name's William Payne. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how all these people are like juniors or like the mm-hmm. thirds. I thought that was pretty. Like you have a whole lineage and you cutting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So he described how they went to the park, Monty Park, on Mm -hmm. July 4th, preparing to shoot the first person that they saw. So Dana wasn't even the target. So what the heck was the point of that? Is this some type of gang initiation? No. We're going to get to it. Unfortunately, they saw Dana coming around the corner of Russell Street and just took off on him. They shot him, like I said, 15 15 times. 15 times. Yeah. John could be heard saying that, quote, whoever was down there was getting shot, end quote. And that an innocent had been killed for another. He was also heard saying, quote, a holiday for a holiday. And that's basically saying because Cecil was killed on Halloween, they went on July 4th, 4th of July, and killed a random person. A holiday for a holiday. So he's like linking the two. Yeah, like, we're going to get to it. Oh, my God. Uh, mm-hmm. We're Because uh, okay. I was a little confused. I was like, how did John and Buddha know Cecil? Right. And well how they enough know- to even carry out a revenge murder on his behalf. And that's when I learned that John was a member of the United Front gang. The projects, the old boy Cecil was hanging at. Correct. Which is where Cecil was headed on the night of his murder. Uh-huh. So maybe Cecil was the target or just like the group of people Cecil was seen with mm-hmm. because the shooter, like they obviously think the shooter is associated with another gang or whatever like that. 
So maybe they had beef with United Front Gang and saw Cecil hanging out with some United Front people or Cecil himself was associated or maybe even a member. Don't want to say that because he's passed. We don't fucking know. It's a possibility. Right. He could have had affiliations, period. Right. But the thing is, it's like, why shoot a random ass person? What did they do to you? Right. Like, what is this isn't what are you doing? This mm-hmm. isn't proving anything to the other gang or whatever other than y'all on their turf killing random people. And that's why I'm thinking maybe Cecil wasn't involved, because why wouldn't you target somebody that's in a game? That part. Like, yeah, you're on their turf mm-hmm. and you shot somebody on their turf mm-hmm. and that could be like war. But like, them dudes. But he said an innocent life was taken. See? So he saw Cecil as, as being an innocent, innocent and not having anything to do with it. So And such was Dana, it gives. And, and so was Dana. So this is just reckless, stupid. So from the looks of it, from the outside looking in, from based on what John himself even admitted, Cecil may have not been a gang member and just had friends that were in that life which isn't a crime no it's and not it still makes him innocent i mean it's not a crime to also just walk in a neighborhood <laughs> yeah. you know Talk a project a you know what i'm saying or yeah. be in a park mm-hmm. but yet they took out their feelings towards another gang or whatever on these innocent people on these innocent people yep corny John openly mourned Cecil's death and even claimed while on the phone with Cecil's brother that he had a picture of Cecil up on his wall. So he's like, they're like close. Are they? I mean, maybe he's close to Cecil's brother because remember, Cecil has seven siblings. Yeah. Or no, six siblings. Maybe one of them was in the life. Right. And maybe because they fuck with each other. Right. The brother. Right. John maybe was... This makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Cecil still could have been innocent, but he's still like that affiliation we was talking about. Maybe it was somebody close to him Mm -hmm. because for him to have a picture of Cecil on his wall and be talking to his brother in jail. In jail. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Oh, Cecil. They Mm -hmm. were probably rooting for him, Kayla. I know. Like, you're going to get out, man. You're going to make it. Oh, please don't even. I'll cry right now. Please. I've never cried on here, but I will cry. I have. The two talked about who they felt was was responsible for Cecil's murder, and it was a man named Asion or Asion. Mm-hmm. It's spelled A C E O N. Okay. Who was associated with the Monty Park area of New Bedford, and that's why he and his accomplice William targeted the park the, and ended up killing Dana. God, y'all killed the dude who was doing who stuff was for the park. Trying to stop the killing. Come on, man. When you don't give a fuck, you don't give a fuck. Pain makes you do some pretty fucked up stuff. Reckless as hell. Mm-hmm. Killed a good one. Again, just like Cecil was killed. Yep. So based on the recording, the police arrested John Burgos on first degree murder charges. Yeah, out of here, buddy. Okay, so Dana has been vindicated. Yes, Dana has been vindicated so far, right? Because mm-hmm. he's at, at least been arrested. Mm-hmm. And this really affected John because the person that snitched on him had been a friend of his since they were kids. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. (laughs) It's self-preservation overall. Mm -hmm. Every time. Who are you really loyal to? No one. (laughs) I I mean, I'm loyal to people, but (laughs) people are solved. And people that I'm loyal to won't put me in no fucked up situation to snitch on them. Being a cold-blooded murderer. Right. To the courts? Right. To the government? I don't trust the government. To the courts? <laughs> the other suspect, William Buddha Payne, was shot and killed in February of 2008. Oh. 
I know. So he went to his grave without being charged for Dana's murder. But he's also dead. Hmm. Yeah, he is passed. That sucks. It does suck. But he, it does suck. It sucks. You know, it's really hard to find the, the fine line between being okay with a murderer being dead and feeling like sympathy or empathy. having empathy because his life was taken. Yeah. You know, it is because they chose the life. Yeah. But, you know, doesn't make it any less shitty. Right. In this realm, there's a lot of grays. Yep. A lot of grays. John fully denied being involved in Dana's murder and said he falsely confessed on that recording. Okay. In an attempt to gain more street credit while he was in jail. Well, you shouldn't have done that, buddy. Like, okay. Because in some people's world, words have power. Yeah. And I also think because what happened was the person that recorded the phone call or the the conversation had a previous conversation with John about it. About how John had killed Dana and did the shooting, whatever. Mm -hmm. The guy goes to the district attorney Mm -hmm. and says, hey, I can get this guy to confess on tape. This is homeboy one. Exactly. Exactly. Someone he's completely comfortable with. So the, get him to confess on tape so he could get himself off of for shooting someone and the uh, perjury charge. That is really sad. Mm-hmm. Really pathetic. Yeah. I mean, in one way, it's like we can be grateful because Dana's murderer right. has been convicted mm-hmm. or will be. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, it's like you did some snakes to your friend. Like. Yeah. Wow. I can't get down with that. I nah. can't get down with that. I know nah. he deserved it, but like, bitch, you shouldn't have been the one that. You shouldn't have been the one know? to do it. Ride with him to the wheels fall off. Y'all both shit. in jail. Y'all could have had each other's backs. His defense attorney, John Amabile. Um, um, John and John? A M A B I L E. Amabile? Amabile. Amabile. Okay. I don't know. I'm not mad at it. His defense attorney, John Amabile, said, quote, John Burgos is innocent and played no role in the commission of the homicide of Dana Haywood. Okay. Okay. And then he pointed the finger at Rico Almeida. That's the guy that recorded the conversation. Okay. Saying that he was working with the DA's office on four other murders at the time. I was just trying to make up some shit to get himself out of jail. This snitch of a man. <laughs> wow. He was like, by the time I'm done talking, I'm going to be two years two left to exactly. go. Exactly. I'm time served. I'm time <laughs> served and be out on the streets. It's disgusting. So Rico had agreed to testify against John. He not only got him to confess, he was like, I'll snitch on him in court in front of his face. He wasn't playing, Kayla. Had no fear of retaliation, it seems. His sentence was going to get reduced. And he agreed to testify because he signed a plea agreement with the district attorney. And when he shot that person, remember he shot that person, he was going to be charged with like attempted murder or whatever. But instead he got assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. And would only serve 18 months in jail. Whoa. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. He orchestrated this deal like right when he got convicted or before he got convicted for the murder. And it he was didn't reduced get to convicted. assault. He didn't get convicted. He was just arrested. So him and John were charged with crimes. And that's why they were in jail together. So he, he, had a, he was oh, waiting wow. for his day in court and everything. But before he even got there, he yep. said, I'm going to get like, a deal, a plea deal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a snitch mm-hmm. to all these different dudes I know up in this jail right now. Yeah. Wow. And he went to work. Yeah. 
So he did admit, like, hey, I did shoot a man multiple times, wounding him, but didn't kill him. So, you know, I guess I deserve some leniency. Mm, mm, mm. He claimed that he didn't intend to murder the man. This is Rico claiming that he didn't intend to murder the person that he shot, but had told one of his brethren in the gang that he was going to. Okay. It's just, I'm sharing that to say, like, he intended to murder someone, accidentally did it. Or thank God the person survived, and now he only has to spend 18 months in jail. That's sick. Because he's also snitching on people. Oh, because he's also snitching on everybody that he's ever met and known. Oh. Correct. And police took what he said really seriously, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. They took him seriously because he claimed that he had information about multiple homicides in the area. So he was already working with them on some bullshit, then claims he had some more information to give them. You're like, well, shit. They're like, we got the golden cat. Exactly. This guy knows a lot. Mm -hmm. So the investigators made the risky decision of releasing him. Whoa. With a recording device so that he could get some of these killers that he knew to stitch on themselves. This is this is bold. This is creative. Mm -hmm. This is some you would see in a TV show. Yes. But your supervisor is cussing you out for even thinking that. Oh, my God bring this to them as a possibility then you're like i know what i'm doing this is the best shot this is our only shot cap dude got a wire and all you know no ankle monitor nothing you can do this but if this falls back on you it's not falling back on me that's like literally a scene that i've seen before he should have played it like some suicide stuff put a chip in his head and said if you try to run we're gonna blow you to bits Kristen, that's a violation of human rights (laughs) but okay Still but a good did, idea. But it didn't take long for Rico to make them regret their decision because once he was released, he didn't record any conversations <laughs> and ended up going on the run. I was about to say, and he took off. <laughs> we saw this coming. I'm only on stitching on a certain amount of people. And then and I'm gone. He was found and arrested a month later, and that's when he was placed in a cell with John Burgos. Ooh who was in police custody due to a parole violation. So I saw it was a parole violation. I also saw that he was in there for like gun charges or something like that. But maybe he violated parole on his previous gun charge. Okay, so this is before he snitches on John? Yeah, that happened before he snitched on John. So he was already premeditating to snitch on anybody, on everybody. Went on the run, Mm -hmm. came back. Now he's locked up with John and he's still going to snitch. Yeah. This dude ain't, this dude is nuts. Right. So that's crazy because he didn't even know that he was facing 18 months when he did what he did to John. Because he had, he signed that plea deal Mm -hmm. because he was going to testify against John. So before that, he was just facing, you know, basically attempted murder Mm -hmm. and the perjury charge. So, okay. So now I understand why he went on the run then. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't way more than he was facing way more than that. He was like, "Uh -uh, I'm kicking it. Yeah. Okay. But he didn't even do no real snitching yet correct like apparently he was working with he was premeditating to snitch he was working with the cops because remember they he said i can get more people to snitch on themselves right so he had to have given them something for them to feel like okay he can really get this information that part but it wasn't john it wasn't john no john came later once he was caught for being on the run for being on the run when he was supposed to be out there getting people to snitch on themselves. This is so crazy. Rico Beach. Rico, you try. Like, what is you doing? You must her? be a smooth talker. Smooth operator. Where we talked about how he reached out to the prosecutors and told them, hey, I can get John oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. say this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did on March 2nd, 2009. 
he got the recording of John. And the recording included John admitting he was wearing a white shirt at the time of the murder and that he and Buddha felt no remorse or guilt for killing Dana and described the murder as, quote, executionist style. I don't even think, I don't know, like, yeah, a brigade. I was a about to say, of people sh- going up to a couple of folks and shooting them. But like, yeah, like y'all a, did a little bit overkill. Yeah, this is like someone stands up against the wall and five officers just go to town shooting. What's that called? Firing squad. Yeah, the firing that's, brigade. That's basically mm-hmm. what that was given. And also, like, why wouldn't you feel? I mean, I guess you don't feel guilty because you're trying to be all big and bad. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, you shot somebody that has nothing to do with the beef that you have. Yeah. <laughs> like, you shot somebody because they were simply walking in a park because they lived in that area. That's what I'm saying. Like, that gang stuff don't make no sense to me. You're shooting people, innocent people, because they're in a geographical location. Something that they can't help. Especially, like, kids that are there because of their parents. They, what the fuck can they do? That They have no affiliation with the gang that you're mad at. Right. None of that. But you're going crazy and you don't feel remorse? Okay. You should be locked up. It's fucking concrete jungle. It really animals. is. They're trying to be like some mafia stuff, but at least I feel like the mafia even had honor. It's more organized. Yes. And more intentional. This is just reckless. Reckless as hell and, and emotional. Very much so. We are obsessed with HelloFresh. That's a fact. We're not even like holding y'all. They don't have to pay me. And I would still come to you and say this. Facts, no printer. But thank the Lord they pay us. And they give us free food because it's fucking phenomenal. And every single time they send us something, it's like excitement runs through our veins. Yes. We're like ecstatic to get to see what's new. What culture are we about to be cooking from? Oh, yes. It's a vibe. And they have food that can literally get you through the holidays. Like if you don't know what type of dessert you really want if you want to spice it up a little bit you know act like you're really a chef when you're really not they have dessert options as well and y'all the steps are so clear Mm -hmm. like anybody could do this and they're giving you everything you need pre-portioned so you're just putting shit in the pot from the instructions come on now now i'm gonna be fair i'm gonna be truthful you know us black folks need to add a little seasoning but everything they have is what you need so just portion accordingly and guess what they're giving our listeners of this show Kristen if you go to hellofresh.com slash black you crime free and use code black you crime free you get free breakfast for life please stop I'm gonna tell you one breakfast item per box while subscription is active oh my gosh Ooh, we haven't even for life at we haven't even tried their breakfast I cannot wait yeah we have to get on this and so do you so again if you want free breakfast in your subscription for life go to hellofresh.com slash black you crime free and try out america's number one meal kit today okay back to the show bye like i mentioned before john was charged with first degree murder and went to trial for it now at first i thought the only evidence they had against john was that taped confession but that was not the case Mm -mm. at the scene of dana's death police recovered a blue baseball cap along with some bullet shell casings and a witness remembered seeing three individuals at the scene and all of them were wearing white t-shirts. Mm, Ties into what he admitted on the tape, which is not something that he could have known unless he witnessed the murder, knew who actually did it, and they told him, or was the killer. Mm-hmm. Later on that same night, the defendant and Buddha were at the home of Buddha's grandfather, who said he saw John laughing and behaving differently than he usually did. Mm. So maybe he was off of purpose. Yeah, maybe he was like, you druggy. know, little Dirk said, you know, niggas ain't really shooters. If you you ain't a shooter, if you 
can't shoot somebody without pop up perks. I'm Mrs. Song. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Dirk, please. <laughs> you know Dirk be on that shit. He's crazy. Once DNA was ran on the blue hat, it came back to matching John's DNA. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. You were there. <laughs> of course, John's defense team tried to have the whole thing thrown out, but the trial judge denied that motion. And at the end of the 2010 trial, John Burgos was found guilty of first degree murder and was automatically sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. You're done, John. You're done. Not really. Whoa. Because. Okay. Okay. What you got for me? I was just going to say, like, this whole snitching, signing a contract to snitch. I don't know if I could do it. Secretly recording people? I don't know if I could do it. Like, I I know you can use that in, like, RICO cases Mm because you really don't have any other choice Mm because they're so secretive and whatever. But, like, to just a A blow down on the you know? I love that you said that. You're actually creeping me out right now because we're about to talk about something. Okay. Oh, I got goosebumps. (laughs) On November 21st, 2014, so nine years after Dana's murder and four years after John's conviction, Mm -hmm. the Supreme Judicial Court received John's appeal and agreed with him that the admission of the confession recording was unlawful. Mm -hmm. So apparently because John wasn't engaged in a mafia organization or a RICO case, I'm telling you, when he committed the murder, the court ordered warrant for him to record John's confession was invalid a.k.a. illegal, and should have been deemed so by the original trial judge. Golly, John's out. How did Kristen know that? I mean, because Kristen pays attention to things she wants to pay attention to. <laughs> and like Every only, now and then. You only hear about those wiretappings, all that stuff on RICO cases, big mm. mafia crimes or like groups yeah. that you can't get into unless you do things like that. Yeah. Special circumstances. Mm-hmm. The ruling spoke to the need for an update when it comes to Massachusetts. Mm. Massachusetts's wiretap statute that mm. was created in fucking 1968. <laughs> so before all this regular shit that we have now mm-hmm. and over the last couple decades, change has been suggested, but hadn't happened. Wow. Okay. Well, time to get with the times. You can't do that, Massachusetts. Because now, because like this, get off. So John's first degree murder conviction was overturned. So what happens next? However, because the prosecution planned on trying his ass again, because remember, they have other evidence. They have the baseball cap. They have, he was wearing white. They have, um... Buddha's grandpapa saying, oh, yeah, he was up in here acting crazy, stuff like that. And you can get tried again for a case that you are not acquitted for. Right. Acquittals can't get tried again. Correct. Anything else can. Correct. Okay. So if you have it overturned, they can still try you again. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Scary. Mm hmm. So because they planned on trying him again, John decided to plead guilty to second degree murder and was sentenced to serve 15 to 17 years. Now you smart. Mm -hmm. Now you smart. And somebody must have been in your doggone corner whether you deserved it or not. Because you got a second chance I at mean, life. I mean, think about it. It's expensive to, to have another trial. Facts. It takes a lot of prosecution's time. Facts. You know, you don't want to do all this all over again. They're going to present him with a deal. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I was talking more so John. Like, the oh. fact that you even got a chance, yeah. you know, the fact that your case was even overturned, yeah. you should be thanking somebody because right. life with no chance of parole compared to 15 to 17 years, yeah. that's a blessing. Huge difference. Huge because you difference. killed somebody that was actually doing something. <laughs> that was actually doing something for the community, you piece of shit. You piece of crap. 
So although the murder of Dana Haywood was considered to be retaliation for the murder of Cecil Lopes III, investigators do not believe that Dana was actually responsible for Cecil's death. Of course not. Neither do we. And this past Tuesday, which was Halloween, mm, yep, this past Tuesday, which was <laughs> Halloween, marks the 19th anniversary of Cecil's death mm. and the 19th year that has passed without a resolution to his case. Oh, Cecil. Rest right. in peace to Cecil. Rest in peace to Dana. John, did you even ask the question of who killed Cecil? Like, we know it could have been this type of gang or whatever. Yeah. But, like, did you give any helpful advice to the prosecutors on Cecil's case? Definitely I mean, the not. detective. No, he didn't. He didn't open his mouth. But what makes me so confused is if you knew or felt like the guy Aceon, Right. That they briefly mentioned why that he spoke about with Cecil's brother. Why don't you target him? Why did you target an innocent person? It doesn't hurt Aceon in the slightest. In the slightest. Aceon don't give a damn. Right. Because of a park. Ooh. Like, I just feel like you even saying a holiday for a holiday just mm -hmm. shows how he didn't know who Dana was. Right. It only mattered that he did something in somebody else's section yeah. that could get back for what they did to Cecil. Yeah. And instead, you should have went straight for the people, straight instead, for the gang. Instead, you just hurt two innocent families instead of targeting the person that you felt was actually responsible. That would make more sense. Way this does more not. sense. That's worth going to prison for. Right. Poor Cecil's family. Rest in peace to Cecil. I'm and Dana's family. And Dana. Come on. And speaking of families, uh, Cecil's family has been very active in the community and fighting for things like what happened to Cecil to not happen to anyone else. Period. Cecil's daddy, Cecil Jr., a.k.a. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this, but I know how it's spelled. <laughs> okay, well, spell it. Let me try. B-U-S-S-E-Y. <laughs> Bussy. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Bussy. <laughs> Maybe it's Bussy in just a different way. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I Sorry love a name like Jr. that. Cecil Jr. Bussy? Is it Bussy or Bussy? Well, messages. That's dope. Anyway, Cecil Jr. was previously in the streets and even had some arrests of his own mm. for like cocaine possession and shit like that. So mm -hmm. was, I mean, you know, he was out here probably slicing and dicing. He and had a whole life cooking with baking soda. He had a past, a present, and he will have a future. He, and he does have a future. He's using his future, future for the better. Because Amen. since Cecil's death, he's been speaking all around the city about the importance of witnesses coming forward. And even went to the state house to talk about the importance of anti-gang legislation. Period. So he's in the thick of it in a good way. Good. It it reminds me of Long Live King Kobe. Oh, mm, shout out to y'all. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, you have to go. It's about, I don't know, it's like a shorter one, not yeah. too long. But yeah. it's an amazing story. Their family was amazing. We got to speak to them. And mm -hmm. It's a whole thing. Cecil Jr.'s mother, Phyllis, has been active too, along with Deidre, who is Cecil Jr.'s sister. Cecil Jr. Okay. Yeah. Auntie. So Cecil's auntie. Mm -hmm. 
uh, they created shirts with the words talk about it on them mm. to combat the sale of shirts in the area with the words stop snitching on them. Dang. Wow. Who made them shirts? That's what I want to know. Stop <laughs> snitching. I know. Y'all not. Stop doing shit. How I was about to that? say, why stop don't you just shit? sit down and, and play basketball yeah. and sell some shoes and shoot some dice and call it a mother freaking day and have a barbecue. You're not whored if you do that, though. You ain't. You ain't a gangsta. You're killing your own people. You look stupid. You look completely clown buffoonery. People are literally outside of your city, like on the block next to you, laughing at you. And you're like absolved in this world of just hate. Mm -hmm. And and, and honestly, political BS. Because y'all didn't create this. This is created above you. And it's impacting you. And you're just continuing it. So cut that stuff out. And there is a thing of like, oh, white people are making fun of us you know because this is our life and stuff that's the thing it doesn't have to be your I life i say black folks making fun of you I, it's not <laughs> a nice thing i think anybody if i know anybody is doing this regards of what they look like i'm laughing at you bitch and that's what yeah you don't value your life you don't value life period period when there's so much life to live mm-hmm. so many more things you could be doing than shooting and killing people so please for the sake Go of everyone military if that's something be an infantryman some yeah 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 yeah. get that shout in gta cod something just stop (laughs) it cut it out yes the family created a scholarship fund at umass dartmouth 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 yeah and have even started supporting an organization that offers a five thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the convictions and the unsolved murders in the city yeah that's real they, the um, fund, the, what's it called? The scholarship fund or whatever. It was like $100,000. Whoa. I was like, whoa. I don't know where they got this money oh, from, Chad. They, or like, how they much does it cost it? to go to Dartmouth? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's for multiple students, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's um, dope. I think it's dope that they were able to find that money and really put it to use. Yeah, that yeah. But despite their community work, the wound of losing Cecil is still fresh. Mm-hmm. According to Deidre, which is his auntie, she said, quote, it's difficult knowing that the culprit is still out there, that he's not paying for his crime. I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm Behind dedicating mine. the rest what? of my life I know. to finding the killer, to shooting him sniper style, <laughs> and to leaving no trace, no evidence that I'm I was I'm going there. to Colombiana, his ass. Like, I'm going underground, okay? I'm not using Wi-Fi because somebody can hack into my shit to see what I'm looking up. I'm researching everything it takes. (laughs) I'm going to the library, bitch, and find some books if I have to. Like, dude, this is crazy. I can never understand how you can overcome this type of grief. I know. So shout out to this doggone family. The strength. Oh, shout out to Long Long Live King Kobe's family. Yes. Immeasurable strength talking to that doggone woman. She was so doggone oh, beautiful. So I loved her so much. And everybody else who has the nerve to like have a good heart mm-hmm. after something that's so traumatic of losing a loved one at the hands of another person. Have the audacity to keep going in a positive way after witnessing the most evil act that you can witness or experience from a human being. You're amazing and we love you. Love you. And the family haven't lost faith in the local police, which is my <laughs> which is bussy <laughs> <laughs> Kristen please so <laughs> which is jaw dropped me to the floor I was like what the fuck mm-hmm. I would tell him to kiss my ass mm-hmm. so if you guys know anything about Cecil's case please call 1-855-MA-SOLVE 
M A solve. That's one eight five five M A S O L V E solve. And those numbers are on your keypad. I don't know them. <laughs> and then my opinion, if you're not gang banging and a willing participant of that type of lifestyle, you're not snitching. You're just being a good Samaritan. So please somebody out there be a good Samaritan for Cecil and his family so they can get justice and closure for his death. And if you're gang banging, okay. Change your life. You can switch it up. You Make a different choice. You ain't locked in. You can switch up. Okay? <laughs> you can switch up. You can choose to do a better to have a better life, yeah. to change how you, you know, move in and to move in a better direction. Just move once you do it or be strapped up consistently. Yeah, you have, you're gonna have to relocate. <laughs> but you know But like we have we're rooting for you. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Like this is your life. Nobody else can take it from you. And you only get one, so don't let someone else take it from you. I'm telling you, man, hashtag choose, choose life. Okay. That's our case for this week. I liked that one. I liked it too. It wasn't too heavy, but it was still sad Mm -hmm. and, um, leaves me hopeful. I am. Usually I'm hopeless at the end of unsolved cases, but for some reason I feel hope and I feel like we're going to learn who killed Cecil and I'm glad we're giving him more exposure, his case, more exposure for sure hundred percent yeah so we're probably going to start doing a few more unsolved cases here and there um because exposure is the most important part fuck my comfortability and fuck my need for closure Mm -hmm. i don't need it you know their families do so Mm -hmm. if we can help them get it by golly we going yeah because you know our people we're already in the comments we're already talking about who knows who and Mm -hmm. how it affected their families and stuff so Mm -hmm. keep that same energy on this unsolved and maybe we could actually like change something that would be dope that would be dope we could be useful. <laughs> well, thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode this week. If you guys want to chit chat with us about it, you know how to hit us up. Mm-hmm. Okay. About you crying podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. I don't check Twitter. Just do those two things. Um, and if you guys enjoy the show, even a sliver, please give us a five star rating on Apple podcast, Spotify, and even Facebook, it really helps the show grow. Purr. And yeah, before we go, as always, be, be safe, protect, protect your peace, and protect, and protect your, your space. space. So, so we, we don't, don't have, have to cover, cover your case, case Period. No. Period. Sick Bye. of telling y'all. Not really. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.